I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Erica Jane has left the building, but Dame Galley is still here. I have everything except morals. I want to take that and have it be my own. That could be like a tagline for everyone. That's in my our Real Housewives country. tagline. You guys, it's Andy's Girls episode. I want to say 61. And um, what an episode this is. I have to tell you, I could. it's like bucket wish, bucket wish, bucket list, magical wish, dreams are coming true. I am here at the Real Housewives Institute HQ, and I'm so excited to be kikiing with Brian Moylan. Hi. Brian Moylan, I like can't even tell you. I like need to call a doctor tomorrow and be like, am I dying? Did you, did no one tell <laughs> me, but like you connected with Brian to make sure he'd be on the show. I'm so happy to talk all things Bravo with you tonight. I know. And it like happened so quickly. And I'm glad that you emailed because I'm about oh to move God. to London. You guys, Brian's mo- moving to London to join the cast of Ladies of London. And I'm so excited I for know. you. Oh, my God. Ladies of London, I had a very difficult time with. And so I started like season two, maybe season three, whatever. And, yeah. and instead of like catching up from the beginning, I just dove right in. And I could not tell any of the people <laughs> apart. It's like they all had the same haircut. They were all, They're all like super white, Jules. super blonde. Yeah, Jules or Julia. Like or... Yeah, one of yeah. them lives in Dubai now and it's like doing a reality show. Car- one of the Carolines, I want to Yeah, say. Caroline Stansberry. Yeah, it's doing a reality show for E, I want to say oh, now about that. her like, life in Dubai. I'm actually sad that Ladies of London isn't coming back because I thought they Me were too. all kind of coming into their own and super looney tunes yes. and i loved it and now some of them live in la and i'm like what are you doing in la you should be in europe 
I know. cast members. Well, like, I want to be on, and I want to be on Ladies of London. I can't wait for you to move to London Town, be on Ladies of London, become best friends with um, Megan, our future princess. She has to hang out with me because we're both Americans. Right? And that's how there are it no rolls. other Americans in there London. Are, there's literally not a single American <laughs> in that country. Um, also, their trashy really? reality television is like so far superior to ours. What's the one that's like Jersey Shore but not? Um, well, there is... Essex? There's... Geordie Shore, which is like Jersey Shore. Is it literally called Geordie Shore? Yeah, because Geordies are like what they call Guidos, and it's called <laughs> Geordie Shore. Do they have Guidos in London? Kind of. But then there's The Only Way is Essex, yes. only way is Essex which they call Towie, and that's like a combination of Jersey Shore and The Hills, because it's like very uh, like staged. <laughs> And but they're all like Guido-y, and they're from Essex, which is like the New Jersey of London. Oh my god, that sounds horrible! I would watch it every episode over and over and over and over again. They have another show called Naked Attraction, and it is fucking genius. <laughs> and so it is like, what's Naked Attraction? It's like the dating is game. Naked, and it's it, there's an attraction. So it's like the dating game where there's a person and there are three people to choose from. So if it's if it's a woman choose a straight woman that's choosing, it's like three dudes. And so then they show you and they're behind a screen in like silhouette and naked. And they raise it up to their knees and then like based on their knees, she has to make like some assessments, whatever. And then they raise it up like so you can see their junk and then they like eliminate somebody. You know what I Wait, mean? Based on their cock? Yeah, based on only like cock down. Like they haven't seen no body, face. no face, no torso, no nothing. Which PS is like the exact opposite of a third date. Because at that point you've seen the face and then like what are you to do? I right. mean, it's really a conundrum by the time you see what the gentleman suitor is packing. Like at that point you're like, well, fuck. Like I don't know. Close the door. Close and they ma- the door. And they make the chooser like talk about each one. And so if it's like women, like there's a guy looking at three women, he's like, oh, her like vagina lips are a little whatever. Oh, I thought it blah, was blah, just blah. women and no, men. It's oh, both. I don't it's like, like this anymore. All combinations of like, and they have like gay dudes looking at other dudes and lesbians looking at other girls and you know whatever. And they they run the full gamut. And then eventually. Eventually they get like to the head and then they like choose or right before the head they choose somebody to go on the date with and then they go on the date like immediately and then they like bone and then they come back and talk about it. Why why not just bone? What's the point of the date? The point of the date is to like the point get of the- someone interested in having sex with you. Right. But if you've already seen their naked body, right. and I the- would eat after. Well, and the person gets naked. Then, at that point, the person doing the choosing also gets naked, and they go on a naked date, and then they, like, go and bone. But this I think is it's not like- a real thing. Also, I'm moving to London tomorrow. I mean, it... it, it this is why they are so far spirit to us. It's like, oh my god. god, America, get your shit together. You used to be something. I know we have like naked dating on VH1, but that, it's that's not this. Do we? I know that there was like naked was. wilderness where you're like in a jungle or something. Naked and, you're and afraid. Naked. Oh, that's so good. I've never seen it. It's I'm like amazing. I'm afraid enough being naked alone. I don't need to be like in a tree or whatever. <laughs> like I don't, I don't ex- exactly need that environment. But holy shit, oh my god. So I'm so. Is this like your last podcast? before you leave is this an american exclusive can we make that up 
right now. Um, I'm actually doing a po- I'm doing another podcast tomorrow. How dare you? Um, guys, if you are um, from that podcast and listening, we've just canceled your appointment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Brian's exclusively ours. I know. I'm getting all of my... Po- I did some Radio Andes last week. Oh I'm my getting God. it all in before I leave. What Radio Andes were you on? I was on the Amy Phillips show, which I've been Love. doing for a long time. Yeah, Amazing. And, um, I did it with my boyfriend because <gasps> he's... Um, Is he a super fan? He's a super fan. We met because of The Real Housewives. Tell me that story immediately. Um, I when I was writing for Gawker.com, he was a reader of Rest Gawker.com. Rest in peace. I was a big fan of you at Gawker, Thank and you. obviously since then. But yeah, and um, my boyfriend is friends with Nick Denton, and so he like read my recaps and thought it was funny, and so so funny. He so Nick invited him to a party, so he came to the party because he had, like looked up what I looked like and thought I was cute. So he came to the party <gasps> to like guys, meet me. This is a Hollywood romance. I know, and then. It's it, yeah. Eight long years later, here Holy we are. Shit. And we talk about the housewives more than we talk about any other topic. That is my dream relationship. I literally was. I was sort of seeing someone who's like, "What are the real housewives?" And I was like, "Oh my god, I can't." It's like there's not enough time in the day. And he goes, "Oh, so it's like the WWE." Like I yes. don't get. It. And I was like, "How dare you, Erica?" How and I actually you? said but also, that like, in maybe. the book. <gasps> It, that it's like the WWE? Yes, because she loves wrestling, and she was like, Housewives is totally like wrestling. And we had this whole like extended metaphor about how Housewives is like wrestling. Um, so that's a great segue. First off, I can't wait to read the book on... I'm like saving it like a precious um, treat on a plane that I'm taking in a couple <laughs> weeks. Like I'm literally, I'm counting down the days not for the trip, but because I get to read the book is like my reward for not canceling the trip because I'm afraid to fly. <laughs> um, but so Brian, in addition to your work as the president of the Real Housewives Institute, which everyone who's anyone is reading all of your recaps, not only for the Real Housewives this season with New York and Beverly Hills, but for um, Vanderpump Rules, Southern Charm, so many others. They're exceptional, and I want to talk to you about everything. Um, but you also are the co-author of Erica Jane slash Erica Girardi's New York Times bestseller, Pretty Mess. Yes. So, mazel to you. Thank you. How did this relationship start? Um, it so She is a fan of the recaps and so she oh my god that makes me die for her even more and so was she they were talking you know they she got this book deal and they were like who do you want to co-write it and she's like i want reach out to this guy brian Moylan. i love his recaps i think he's like genius and you'd never spoken to her i'd never spoken to her and so her agent reached out to me like through my facebook fan page and we set up a call and talked about it and she asked if i was interested and then she was like okay talk to erica so we talked to erica on my birthday (gasps) So I'm like in bed on my birthday and the phone Shut rings up. and I answer it and it's like, hi, Brian, it's Erica. And I was like, oh, my God, Erica Jade <laughs> is calling me. On. And then and so and then we like talked about it and then we met and she was coming to New York for something. And so we met and then we decided to like do this. And um, yeah. And, you know, and then we did contracts and all that other bullshit. But um yeah and so and it was like every time my phone would ring and you know it says on the phone like erica jane it would oh be god, like oh dying. my god erica jane's calling me yeah and then i talked to her like every day for months and it was crazy so and what was that process of working to, of writing the book together did she was there anything where she was like i don't want to talk about this or was she hands off with stuff or nervous about stuff the relationship with her mom Tom? there was some stuff that she there wasn't anything she was ever like i don't want to talk about this yeah but there were definitely some things especially about her relationship with her mom and her ex and her son and oh, like yeah. all that like kind of family stuff like obviously she was very careful about 
um, you know, she just didn't want to upset any of the people in her life. And so we were, um, you know, and but she had a very clear perspective about those relationships and how she wanted them to come across. And so, you know, but yeah, so I would just interview her and we would talk and talk and talk. And, you know, usually about different subjects. And it's kind of like having her tell me her life story over and over again. And then I sort of grouped everything like thematically and chronologically and we came up with like an outline and then it was just like more and more and more interviews and so uh then those would get transcribed and i would take that and like kind of build it into chapters and um you know and then we would read over it and you know go over it a couple times and we said the editor and the editor would look at it and then we'd go over it again and you know and then it's just like back and forth back and forth in her private life like when the cameras are down when she's a normal human person or as close to normal as she can be as she is a goddess living on this earth is she more erica jane or erica girardi um she i mean she's kind of like both I mean, I you see her, like, when she's on camera and when she's, like, working, like, her personality is a little bit more performative in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah. But, like, Erica Girardi has, like, the same personality. It's just, like, three notches down. Like, she doesn't have full glam. Like, Mikey's right. not there. No. When she's, like, at her kitchen island. No. Like, she's, like, in athleisure and a ponytail, no makeup on, looking amazing. Do you know if there's a reason why we didn't see that Erica this season? I, know, I missed I, her. I missed the Erica of season one and two. I don't know. I don't know why that is. And we were working when they were filming. And so I think she was like really busy. And I don't know. Maybe she just wasn't as in the game. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I, I still think that she's I still think that Erica of season one and two was the same. But I think that she was um, I don't know what. How do you think she fared this season? I mean, reading your recaps, it's like I feel for you because you're always so honest and have continued to be. And that's why people love you um, and are obsessed with you. But also you have this relationship with a housewife who's on the show. I mean, like you have a contract with her. You don't want to upset her necessarily. But also one of the things she loves about you is your honesty. Well, and Erica will be the first one to tell you. And we've, you know, we did doing public appearances and stuff. She'll be like, if I do something wrong, you better fucking rip me to shit. Because, you know, she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't want me to. Which is a rarity, by the way, amongst the housewives. Yeah. and But also, you know, every, some of the commenters were like, oh, you're, you know, you need to get out of Erica's ass and whatever. But it's like, I've been an Erica Jane super fan since like the start, since before I ever talked to her or worked with her or whatever. Right, of course. And so I continue to be an Erica Jane super fan. And I'm like a Sonia Morgan super fan, an apologist. <laughs> and Sexy she's Jay. never given me a dime. <laughs> she doesn't have any dimes to give. No, no, she does not. She sure does not. And like, you know, we're, we follow each other on Twitter, but just because of that, it's not like, you know, Who, I'm gonna, you and Erica or me you and Sonia? Sonia. Oh my God. And yeah, but I don't have like a real relationship with her. But yeah, and that's the thing. It's like people want me to agree with them, but it's like you're reading this for my opinion, and this is my opinion. Right. And I love Erica, and I think she's great. And, you know, and I think that she definitely overreacted like to Teddy when she was like, don't ever say that to me. And she definitely handled some things wrong, and she 
certainly didn't come across well at the reunion. So I know that you're not a fan of the reunions. Tell me why. I'm not a fan of writing about the reunions. Okay. Because nothing happens. That's and so, different. And right. there's And there's nothing to, like, say. Because even in the most boring episode, there's, like, some weird waiter, like, in the background. <laughs> and I can write, like, 200 words about, yes. like, who's this fucking waiter? Imagine what his life is like, whatever. But when they're just sitting there on a couch rehashing fights that we have talked about, like, all season long... And they never come to any resolution. Like, nothing comes out of the reunions. Like, they never, like, oh, okay, we squashed that fight. It's like, no, Vicky still thinks she wasn't lying about Brooks, and everyone else still thinks Brooks was cheating about cancer. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's like trench warfare. It's just them on each couch, like, firing back and forth, and nothing happened. That's so interesting you said that, because I am still, I still have whiplash from the realization that at the end of the reunion, right when I thought Tamara and Shannon had the most power in which to bury Vicky and get her demoted to friend up or maybe off the show, they just decided, you know what, I think we're going to be friends. Like, we cleared that up. We've decided we have a bigger alliance, which is the biggest fucking mistake they made in what I thought was a totally forgotten season. I was like, why are you, you have, you have this one ounce of power in which you are sensing the audiences on your side because episodes are already airing. You know, she fucked up. This is the one opportunity to get rid of her. And instead you stupid bitches decided to fucking hug her and make up. What was that about? I think they think that they'll never make the show without Vicky. And I think they might be right. I think they might be right, but that will make this coming season maybe the most boring of all time also because well are they recasting do we know yet so they i think they've added two people i want to say um and they kicked out lydia yeah and they jesus freak out... is gone um kelly's still there and um, oh and megan and megan... megan's no longer she's yeah. having beyonce twins and oh she is yeah she did a she simulated or replicated duplicated beyonce's photo shoot to announce that she was having tw- like literally I don't follow a lot of the, like, housewives-related gossip. You know yeah, what I mean? I, that's and, what I do full-time. Yeah. Sometimes people be like, oh, have you seen this? And I'm like, oh, my God. Or, like, when the Countess gets arrested, like, you can't oh, ignore I, it. I immediately, within minutes, I knew. Yeah. I knew within minutes. But the rest of that stuff, it, yeah, oh, my God. My phone, like, I was on the train to Fire Island, and my phone, like, exploded. And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, the Housewives Institute has to address this. And I'm, like, on the train, like, trying to tweet about it, like, hooking my phone up to the computer so I could write something. Wasn't it, like, on Christmas? Like, when was it? Or was, like, New Year's Eve? It was like right around the holidays. It oh, was a no. gift to America. No, you're right. That's when I found out about the divorce was on the train to Fire Island. And it was like, yeah. The the divorce announcement, Damien Bellino, OG of the AG, as we call him, OG yeah. of Andy's Girls, was the first person to tweet her back after the divorce. And I was number two. And it was like our proudest moment as a United <laughs> couple. Um was just giving her our prayers and i think i said like it's a hashtag it's about tom or something like devastated oh my god it was crazy but yeah so i don't follow like a ton of that but oc it's like i felt like a similar comparison was happening so um vicky tamra and shannon have this weird hug and i'm like what's gonna happen next season absolutely nothing and i felt sort of similarly about teddy and erica where it's like it felt like there was some actual heat there throughout and then at the end they were like Cool. I think this was super helpful. And they both seemed really happy about it. And I was like, did we just watch the same show? I just felt like it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but I guess they were both happy that they had it out. Yes. That even if they didn't agree, at least they were able to speak sort of to each other as well as at each other i think that's kind of what they needed was just to be like okay i'm honestly going to tell you like how i feel and i i also think that you know i like to view 
their relationships, especially on Beverly Hills, as that of coworkers rather than friends, where it's like, we need to get along to do this job. Yeah. As opposed to like in New York, where it's much more emotional and they have yes. a more emotional connection to each other. And, you know, especially because, you know, New York's the only one with like three originals. So it's like Ramona, Bethany, and Luann have spent a decade together. And Literally Sonia came in, what, like season two or three? Yeah. And so it's like they've been together for a really long time. And so, you know, there is a lot of emotional attachment with them. Whereas I think with the ladies of Beverly Hills, it's much more um, transactional. And it's like, okay, we're like friendly and we get along and whatever, but... You know, it's different. So I think it was more of like a coworker thing where it's like, okay, we we are both going to be on this show. We have to get along. So we're going to kind of deal with each other. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I haven't, I, I haven't talked to Eric about it. So I'm, this is not any like insider information. This is just from, you know, what I saw. But I think it's – and I think it's good for – I think it, that's kind of like best for the show. I always say with Beverly Hills, I wish they would stop making them fight because I think that the fights are boring. Yep. None of those women want to fight because they're all very protective of their brand. And I'd much rather watch Erica and Dorit go drive million dollar cars and have fun than listen to their stupid fights about like champagne glasses. Listening to their sh- stupid fights about champagne glasses, pussy, um, and. I mean, the only fight that is super played out that I could see as being sort of organic is the stuff with Kyle and LVP, because I do yes. think there is some tension there. And when LVP is saying in part three, you know, you you're the one that drives this train like in a bad way, like it's always about you indirectly. What she's saying is because I am not interested in opening up to you in that way. So our conversations are essentially just about kyle that i thought was interesting well i i agree with you but what i think that whole fight is really about is this the age-old lisa vanderpump is manipulating everything on the show and they can't say that and everyone's mad about it but they know they can't talk about it so they end up having these like weird proxy fights about like whatever i mean i literally have no idea what kyle dorit and lisa vanderpump were fighting about this season like they were just like mad at each other uh, and they kept like bringing it up and and i think that it was really them saying like lisa you're manipulating like everything on the show and you know trying to do all this shit and we don't like it but they can't do that because like brandy tried and failed lisa rinna tried and failed and and you know and i I think that's a very real thing and so but so we because they can't say it we just end up watching this fight and we're like what and that's why i think erica and teddy and lisa rinna when they were at dinner in berlin they're like what are you guys even talking about because like they don't even know what they're talking about so yeah i find it all to be like very odd so i wish that they would just the they wouldn't push them to fight or try to make it like about fighting and just make it about these rich women. You know, I call it rich women doing things. I wish it was just the rich women doing things. I would fucking watch that show. I watch Erica do anything. I'd watch Kyle do anything. I also feel like they get so much fighting, um, on Jersey, which is terrible. Um, total trash and not even like good trash, just trash, trash. Um, and Atlanta that they don't necessarily, I feel like sometimes Beverly Hills feels like they need to try to grasp for the kind of intense 
fighting, brawling drama on Atlanta, and they're never going to be Atlanta. Never. It's just they're not. It's not. It's no. totally different. It's apples and oranges. They're totally, totally different personalities. Yes, and on Atlanta they fight, but they still have fun together. Right. And and so it's a very different dynamic that the Beverly Hills women will never get because they all like hold the grudges for too long and whatever, and so they can't like fight. And the next morning, get up, get up, and go on a boat trip and just be like laughing and kikiing like the Atlanta girls can. Like that's just not. And even like New built. York can. I mean, I feel like New York can totally. get their shit together. New York's one of the few franchises where the cast can go to reunion and then potentially go out for dinner after. Where else is that going to happen? Yeah. But in a space where these women feel like there's something more than this, it's not just yes. about what's happening on camera. So, what did you think about Teddy? Um, I think that a lot of people relate to Teddy in that she seems like a normal kind of person. Right. Um, and so, like, I get that. But I find – I don't disagree with Erica where she's always pretending, like, oh, I'm this scared little girl in a room full of sharks. And it's like, you got on this show for a reason. And also, you know, I hate that people are like – um, what's her name? Peggy did this on OC too. Like, Ugh. oh, I don't like all this glam stuff. I don't like all this, you know, whatever. I don't like all this fighting. It's like, bitch, what are? It's like going to a steakhouse and being like, oh, I'm a vegan. Like, you know what Which I mean? Which I'm 100 percent done. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you sign up for this show. Like that's what you're signing up for. And you know, I get that you, you know, everyone has their different way of doing things. Everyone has their different style, and like that's cool. But don't show up and be like, oh, I don't, you know, whatever. It's like, girl, you went to some weird sweat lodge with your client and like <laughs> sat in a bag in your own juices. Like you're just as bad as the rest of these girls. Like don't pretend like you're not. I feel like if Bethany has trademarked the term skinny girl, then certainly Teddy has it with accountable. And I feel like her <laughs> goal is to be as absolutely Disney accountable as she can possibly be. Like, yeah. She is going to be accountable. And I thought that I would hate her. I just genuinely, because I thought she was going to be another Eden Sassoon and then I yes. would actually want to die. Because I thought Eden Sassoon was one of the worst casting decisions ever. ever. Um, so I wasn't thrilled about it. And then I don't know if I was just so bored that I found her charming, like riding the ponies and like I came around doing, on yeah, her. Yeah, I did. Like, I, I find her to be genuinely likable. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know that she's like suited for this life but she's definitely gonna get a second season i think because people really responded to her and you know and i do think it's good to have a bit of grounding in beverly hills where everybody is so like crazy over the top but um yeah i wish that she yeah wasn't so whatever um how did dorit get away with everything that she did this season of which there was almost nothing i mean we're saying the same thing which is that nothing happened on beverly hills but i feel like dorit sort of escaped through the reunion without a lot of pressure and i just find dorit i think such a special bird that i i I just was like how did she survive this when when it all seemed to be like teddy v erica and then erica v the world yeah and that's what i think that you know i don't I don't know that that Erica said it or somebody said it, but I think that Erica did shit to Teddy that every that like Ramona does all the time to every everybody, minutes, and everyone's right. like, "Oh, I love Ramona," but they're like mad at Erica about it. So I I don't entirely understand, you know, why everybody like when she was like, "Don't ever do that to me again," like you know. I understand that Erica was overreacting and that's like wrong, but otherwise like, yeah, I don't, 
I don't see what Teddy's problem is, whatever. But I think that Zarit's thing is no one knows what she's fucking talking about. And so, and she just talks so much that they're just like, okay. And so I think she gets away with it because no one even knows, like, what what's she, actually happening. Yeah, like, what's going on. It's hard to, like, keep track of the plot versus Lisa Rinna, who used to be excellent at being a shit stirrer. And then for whatever reason, I guess her daughter's professional career has decided to be like a laughing hyena on the side and is doing absolutely nothing but laughing at herself. Yes. Which I found maddening because I was like, if there's one person that can save us with plot, it is fucking Lisa Rinna, who you know hates LVP, who you know wants to be more involved in this so she can come back next season and get some check money so she can go on more vacations with Harry right. Hamlin to uh, Sell more Canada, dusters on sell QVC. Sell more dusters and more sex toys to her kids or whatever's happening there. Um, but she just seemed either tired, played out. This is what I always say about Beverly Hills is they're all too protective of their brand. Like none she of really them is, but she wasn't before. What changed? No, I think she saw it and she didn't, didn't like, like what she press. saw. And she, yeah, and she didn't like people not liking her. And she was like, okay, I need to like turn this around. And so, and that's why. And so I think she wasn't, she wasn't trying to get in the fray. She wasn't trying to, you know, stir any shit. She was just like, taking a back seat and letting the car drive itself would you fire anyone who would you get rid of would you get rid of lb lvp i don't know i see i feel like relegating lisa to vanderpump i enjoy lisa much more on vanderpump rules than i do on real housewives of beverly hills because i think she's being totally herself agree. on vanderpump rule well i don't know that she's being herself but she's being kind of like cunty yes. and bitchy and imperious yes. in a way that she won't be on real houses of beverly hills and i would rather watch that lisa and so i feel like if she were on and like she's doing a she's been doing a lot more personal stuff on vanderpump rules so i'd rather see her do you lynn and that shit on vanderpump rules and get rid of her but i don't think they'll ever get rid of her on the show and that's the thing is you know, something needs to happen, but I don't know who to fire and who to get rid of because, I mean, they are all gems in their own way. I just don't know that it's, like, coming together in the right way. I mean, I have – this is going to kind of totally go against your, like, not fighting thing, which I totally appreciate and respect. But I think – this will never happen, by the way. But I think the one way to, like, salvage Beverly Hills and this will never happen – I'm going to say that eight more times – is if Kathy Hilton – then shit would melt down because what would lvp do she's friendly with kathy she's besties with kyle kyle would shit a brick kyle is too much power for it to ever happen kyle's now like a tv producer like at large but holy shit i mean that would reset everything because you can never have kim back kim Kim can't come back or you could bring brandy back if you want to go the fighting direction do you think brandy should come back i don't think brandy should come back it was so dark dark. brandy hits below the bell and they're not willing to engage with her in that way brandy was great on celebrity big brother i don't know if you watched it but no i didn't i just saw the omarosa clips like on youtube i'm a big big brother i'm a Huge Big Brother fan. Oh my god, I need to watch it. And that. she was, she was, she was really good. I was impressed with our Brandy. I liked her more on Big Brother. Yeah, because she was like stirring shit. But on Big Brother, it's appropriate. They, and they were like willing to engage in a way that yes, everyone else wasn't. Um, but yeah. I think that's probably there are two options: Kathy, which will absolutely never happen no. for several reasons, or Brandy, which I think 
LVP would be like Vanderpump Rules or Brandy on Beverly Hills. I think she would literally put everything up to say this should not happen. She should not be back on the Yeah. Network. Oh, no, totally. And I think that's why because Vanderpump – I mean Vanderpump Rules might even get more viewers than – Beverly, Beverly Hills? Hills? I don't know about that, but it does very well for them. And so I think that – and because she's an ex- executive producer on the show, she could always be like, oh, if you're not going to invite me back, then we're, like, uh, taking Vanderpump Rules somewhere else or whatever. I don't know. I think she loves being the boss, and she can be uh, the boss on Vanderpump Rules without feeling like she looks shitty than when she tries yes. to do it on Real Housewives. Totally, because she is literally the boss. 100%. And also, Vanderpump Rules, the first episode... Who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. And I said, you have to watch the first episode of um, Vanderpump Rules. Ever? They had never seen it, and I was like, you need to start with this season. Like, you can go back, but just watch the first episode of the season. Because all of that, by the end of the first season, finding out that Jax fucked Faith, and then, like, spoiler alert, they did it in, like, an old woman's... Oh, yes. When she you, was, you like, mean a the first episode of this of season. season. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. When she, like, they did it near... The intimation was that, like, the elderly woman was there. Right? Yeah. Where else yeah. would she be? She's not like... Oh, my God. Vanderpump Rules, like, gives with both hands. <laughs> I mean, I... I and Jax receives. Yeah. I mean, truly. I tried, like... Well, I was angry at it initially because they did that thing where they just elided it with an episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to yeah, try to, yeah. like, trick us into she, watching Sheena it. Sheena and Brandy, but it yeah. did kind of work. Yeah, but then I was like, fuck you, I'm not watching the show. And then I tried to watch it a few times, and I was like, okay, I get it, but I'm not into it. And then um, I started recapping it, and I... Now I I like get it. I drive through and I'm like I'm like real into it. I'm super into it. I'm super into Lala's like new beginning. As, oh like, my god, a, me too. As a hashtag, <laughs> I mean, oh. speak of me too. So I have a question for you. <laughs> I I have a um friend. So straight guys love Vanderpump Rules. Okay. I don't know. Give if you me know all this. of their numbers and I'll contact them later tonight and hear more. Most of them are in relationships because I think most of them get into it through their like wives or girlfriends. Not but, necessarily a deal breaker. But then, right? <laughs> I mean, hello. But so uh, a friend of mine who's a television writer, he writes like very highbrow, like dark, dark, dark television. <gasps> oh my God, I love it. And he is obsessed with Vanderpump Rules and he loves the recaps. And so we were like chatting on Facebook about it, whatever. And so... I asked him, I don't know why, I was like, who, which, if you had to be a Vanderpump (gasps) Rules person, a Sir employee, so not like Lisa or Jiggy, if you had to be a Sir employee, (laughs) Jiggy, who would you be? Probably not Max. Oh, I wanted to hear their, oh, are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. (sighs) Oh my God, well, I've never been on a private plane, so I feel like I kind of do want to be Lala. Wait, if I could be... I would be Tom Schwartz. You don't actually have to work. That's true. And you can just be like. I could just be cool. Blackout drunk all the time. Blackout drunk, cheating on my partner and them giving zero shits and forgiving me each and every time. Yeah. I would 100% be a puppy dog. I would be a labradoodle named Thomas Schwartz and I would live my best life. What about you? I think that I would probably be Lala and like I'd just be like fierce <gasps> yes. and cunty and hot and like fuck dudes for whatever I want. I also think Ariana is like well, amazing. That's what I was going to say is. I would want to be Lala, but I think I'm an Ariana. Yeah, I think I'm an Ariana, too. Like, I think I'm kind of, like, over it and uppity and kind of, like, I'm too cool for you. I also want to see Ariana, like, doing improv. She says she has a big background in improv comedy. Remember the whole I thing don't. with Kristen? It's like, I just want to see that. I feel like she'd be good. I don't, I don't see Ariana being bad at anything except, I don't want to see know. anyone do improv comedy, <laughs> period. Like, not one soul. Oh, my God. But when they did it on Vanderpump, it was everything. Yeah, I... 
I I think that Lala Lala had a um an interesting kind of evolution she got either media training better press well advised or something because yes. she was she camille grammared the fuck out of it she a hundred percent saint camille her way back yes. into the hearts and minds of america's millions denizens watching the show because it felt like it was a it's a totally different person i mean she is a true version of a new beginning she is turtle timing her way to like being the star i mean it's like crazy i think she well first of all i think that like it's weird in that like Kristen, katie stassi are kind of growing up and that like nexus of the show is kind of especially like Kristen was absent this year and so was katie they were both kind of not doing anything and so i think lala came up into that like power center of the group and also i think she realized who the real targets are and the real targets are the dudes and people talking shit about her so instead of like going after katie and this like endless war of so stupid nonsense right it was like going after jacks to empower britney and going after james when james talks shit about her and like fighting winning battles rather than just like sniping at katie all the time which is pointless and being kind of like a jerk about it and i also think that lala suffers from what i like to call brandy glanville syndrome which is when you are in the right in an argument but you argue so horribly that people turn on you you know how brandy would like someone would screw brandy over and she would be mad about it but then she'd be like fuck your mother and like punch him in the face and then you're like brandy i can't support you when you behave like that totally i think lala used to do that and now like you see james try to comfort her and she just like shuts james down and then like bye do you think she and james were ever i never believe that they ever slept together i believe they slept together and i believe he is accidentally really oh a hundred percent and that's why he's coming for randall aka rand yes i think he is in love with her i think like raquel is just uh i mean the most vacant human being she's ever. a wonderful little cutout of a person that he can just tape on the wall and and have scenes with i mean she's totally oh my god vacant she's, in she's every awful. way she's, she's like ev- i'm glad she's there because i forget she's there but it's like a nice little room refresher where like you forget where the scent is coming from but there is something that's like adding just a touch a touch of like artificial lightness and i think that's oh what she provides God. she's that little like christmas tree that you put in your like honda civic from the late 90s i, I love to make fun of her and like call her you know, like a loomy that somehow became a person or, you know, a dried Coachella crown that's like sitting on your bureau or something. You know what I mean? Like, she's just like, so it's, she's so incredibly basic that there's something soothing about her. Yeah. There is something soothing about her and that it's like, there's a lightness because there's no weight there. Right. She's literally air. Right. And you're not aspiring to anything. You're not like trying to be anything. You're not, you are just this, like you are like a soul cycle class of a person. She's cotton candy with legs. She, uh, she's all those things. And I I think that's why she's fun because you can like talk about her, but she like, James is obviously in love with Lala. Duh. James is in love with Lala. James is a cast member on a TV show, but is staying, in an older gentleman's apartment on the couch or maybe floor on like a mattress on the floor behind a screen i need a spinoff starring paul post haste like i need a spinoff of a spinoff and it's like a day in the life of james and it'll be like 37 episodes long each season and it needs to feature paul just 
wandering around the i mean i don't think james is paying rent or no. not with money no i don't understand i don't think, i think he's just paying rent by having coffee in his underwear and paul's like okay i like to look at that yeah we should have a paul show and it's called like house of twinks and it's just paul like living in a house full of twinks who live there for free and it's like paul just like dealing with the twinks just staring it's pa- paul's right. not even communicating it's like the paul's girls next door but with salivating. twinks yeah i'm 100 percent into it <laughs> it would be the girls next door right and paul's like paul's bunnies and paul's yeah paul's like you hefner and there's just like a bunch of twinks it made me kind of i was kind of sad about it i don't know why but i was sad for paul i was sad for paul that he's like i owe you dinner even though james is staying in his apartment and james is like not right now bro and it's like that's it right because paul just wants to spend time with an attractive young gentleman and i don't think paul's like trying to diddle him or doing anything i don't think he would turn down the opportunity oh no but i don't think paul is i don't think he's like is weinsteining him or anything he's not putting a pill in his coffee he's not doing a cosby there's no jello pudding there no i just think that he just wants like attractive young straight gentlemen around and you know straight straight gentlemen yeah i think james is mostly straight i mean he's from he's from europe he's from your soon-to-be homeland i know i i don't doubt that james has touched a penis other than his own (laughs) but i don't think he's gay like you know what i'm saying listen we're living life on a spectrum okay yeah exactly and i think that you know james is an egomaniac who does a lot of substances and sometimes you know yeah one of them is pasta when i found out what pasta was i was like okay i feel a lot better oh yeah me too because there's the before pasta and the after pasta when i'm like why are they talking about food none of them eat and then i'm like oh okay got it right and now now i'm like oh it's cocaine (laughs) we used to call pot cookies in high school oh yeah yeah but i mean i guess it's like similar but and now you can have a pot brownie could you have a pot brownie then were they like on vogue as they now? Uh, yeah, but you had to like make your own. This was like back in the oh day. I'm old, God. girl. No, now you can just get it on Seamless. Exactly. It's like, hey, I don't do drugs anymore. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. It's well, like, you know, I mean, whatever. now you can watch James yelling about do drugs for me, quote unquote, carbohydrates, <laughs> and call it a day. Yeah. I also, I, I have to say, there's something to be said of you know, Jax obviously is totally out of this conversation, but Lala is driving the train of like women uniting. Yes. And I do love the parallel between feminism as like the driving force no matter if they actually know what that means um on vanderpump rules and southern charm yes i thought that it was kind of phenomenal like the first couple eps of southern charm are all around yes. like moody music what's gonna happen of yes. women joining together even if there are little dips in the road like what happened with naomi and the woman that was dressed like an alien or whatever yes. at the party where it's like i'm gonna slut shame you for just a second but now i'm realizing that i was wrong i mean i think it's kind of remarkable and fascinating and frankly even if it was accidental totally timely right totally timely and i think that we got a lot of that last season with that like chef chelsea kind of thing yes. where he was like trying to force himself on her and you know so weird. and the guys didn't think it was wrong but the girls and austin did. was super weird about it yeah and austin again was weird about it at the dinner where they were like oh if you have true proof about jd then i'll believe you and it's like why don't you believe all these women who are like talking shit about jd but yeah, Wait, no. Why I, is their word not enough? Yeah, I think it's it's very very good and well deserved. And I mean, I really think that Catherine got a raw deal in like all of that shit with Thomas, and that he's just as bad as she is. But you know, he cast her as like a crazy person and ended up with the kids, and you know, and she's 
on the outs and has to get her blood tested whenever he wants her to. And whatever. I also think when she was coming back last season, it was kind of tough to watch because she yes. was still really fragile and she was kind of yes. pretending that she wasn't this season she's being really open and honest with how fragile she's been and that's actually been really empowering to see well and it's like you know i think i said like she's changing and growing and learning and maturing which are all things i don't want for my reality television <laughs> characters but like in this instance i'm happy for her because she's like getting it together and it seems like she's really internalized like the messages of rehab and therapy and whatever totally. and is is being a real better person and i mean it doesn't make for great television but it, it's like okay Catherine, i want you to like conquer the world now well and speaking of making for great television it might not make for great television in these episodes but i think that when they record the um reunion it certainly will because T Rav's gonna have to if he shows up, he might just be some um summarily fired. I don't know what's gonna happen because there are yeah. these allegations of sexual assault, including against fucking Don, the former nanny. Oh Don really? came forward and said that he assaulted her, like however long ago. Like this is real serious. And the the comp the production company that produces it is allegedly looking into it. That's before Don came forward. There's that there's settlements that he's paid. I mean it's not yeah. great. Catherine is I think keeping super fucking quiet on this. And I don't know as she should. hundred percent as she should. And I think I don't know how they're gonna address it, how he's gonna allow them to address it, if he's gonna show up or if he's just gonna be fired for not completing like the terms of his agreement with like Bravo whatever. Yeah it's but i think that all of this work that she's doing on herself holy shit as both a person but maybe also as a member of this cast i think it'll pay off because he's gonna be no longer i would say next season right how is he gonna survive this i mean yeah i think that's a very very good point and but i mean yeah god he's so awful he's so gross who would ever have sex with him he's so and that's super you I would mean, kind of well I, it's not gonna be good it's gonna be sweaty and he's go- it's gonna last how long it like la- he doesn't care about the other person involved i don't even think he wants himself to get off i think he can just get off looking at his like bank of america account online and like, just what? like speaking french bad french oh to himself God, in the mirror so bad well i always joke about paul ryan and say that paul ryan's like my ultimate type because he's older kind of fit and a total asshole oh like, i love that that's like what i'm like i'm so into paul ryan is that your type oh yeah totally and like my boyfriend is all of those things except total asshole. he's very sweet Aww. but like he has some like paul ryanness about him really yeah and i i just love that so like, if you were to date one of the guys on southern charm it would be well we're saying stup we're not saying date who would yeah. you date would you want to get crocheted pillows and blankets from craig i, mean, I would, would probably date austin mm-hmm. my boyfriend loves craig and thinks really? craig like gets a bad rap and like he's always like the first one to defend craig and i'm like dude but he's also only watched this season he hasn't seen like oh any my of the old God. stuff so he hasn't seen any of the true lying about law school stuff I yeah mean, that's no like none the, of that that's the heart of craig yeah i know so I, and i've filled him in on that but he is still like 100 for craig yeah and yeah, I would probably date Austin, but if I were to pick one to sleep with, it would probably be Shep. <gasps> I feel like Shep would be a good time. Shep or, just wants to have a good time. You know who else I would sleep with is Chelsea. I think Chelsea is gorgeous. Chelsea is gorgeous. I don't understand why the men aren't lining up to bow down to her. Me it neither. doesn't make any sense to me. She's has a great job. She's like a 
she owns that salon, right? Or something. It doesn't I even think. matter. She's super She's kind. like the only she's one funny. with like a steady job. 100%. She's adventurous. Yeah. She's smart. She was on Survivor. She was? She was. Chelsea? Yes. I thought they picked her out. No. I thought she it was, was totally different Survivor. from Cameron, who's on like fucking Real World. She was on Real World? Cameron? Yeah. 100%. Oh my God. I, I gave up on the Real World forever ago, but I've watched every season of Survivor. Oh, I see. I gave up on Survivor forever ago, but I've wa- I watched many, many, many. I've watched many, too many seasons of Real World. And so when Cameron when Cameron was a part of this, I was like, oh, I know her. Like what? What? Like where was she? I forget what city it but was. But like, in. how long into the? And was it pre Vegas, post Vegas? Pre Vegas. Okay. All right. But she, and she was a real person. She was with and Jamie Chung, who's married to Brian, whatever the fuck his name is, Brian Greenberg. Jamie yes. Chung was also on her season. Interesting. Of real I World. love Brian Greenberg. Oh, so do I. I have like such a crush on him. I really oh my cannot. God, totally. I, I watched every episode of Unscripted. I loved it. Oh, really? Yeah. I am a huge um, How to Make It in America oh, fan. I've never seen. It's pretty good. Okay, I'll watch it after this. Um, yeah, I follow him on Instagram. And oh, like I love. Fan. Oh my God, I love. So, um, listen, before we wrap, we need to talk about. New York. Oh my God. New York is the best that we have to offer. Well, Atlanta is the best that we have to offer. I will say, circling back to our discussion about reunion. Yeah, tell me everything. Atlanta is one of the few is I don't write about Atlanta, and Atlanta by far has the best reunions. And I think that of all the shows, like things happen on the Atlanta reunions. hundred percent. And Phaedra would agree with you. Oh yeah, totally. And so I like wouldn't mind writing about those reunions. And I mean, if you're giving this season of Beverly Hills three parts, Atlanta should have been a 19 episode reunion because that was some bullshit from Beverly Hills. But Atlanta is so, the Atlanta reunions are good. So I, and, and I love just watching them like, cause that's the only one I watch and don't write about, you know? Yeah. And so, so you can watch it as like a viewer and enjoy it as a right. fan. And so I understand why fans like them and why fans want me to recap them because they enjoy them. And so my thing is not that I hate the, uh, so, and I've tried to be more clear about this. It's not that I hate the reunions. It's that I hate writing about the reunions oh, because I get that it. there's like not much to say about With it. With the exception of Atlanta. With the exception of Atlanta. So what do you think? Um, so much to say about New York. First off, Dorinda like came out of the gate chomping at the bit to fucking destroy people on Twitter this week. She really nailed Luann to a cross because New- Luann in her blog like referenced that it wasn't a good look for Dorinda to behave the way she did. And Dorinda was like, well, I wasn't arrested in Palm Beach. And why right. would I take advice from a stupid drunk? Which was not great. This is... My theory on Dorinda, and I felt this way last year, and I think it's true again this year, and I think it's going to be very controversial, and it's that Dorinda is mean, especially when she's been drinking, and she, like, comes out swinging at people in a way that I don't find very savory. Like, when she, like, when when they were at brunch and Sonia was like, oh, you know, oh, we, you, we've heard about your dead husband a lot. Like she was obviously wrong to say that, but then for Dorinda to be like, you lost your husband because you were sleeping around with people all over, blah, 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 was definitely taking it a step too far. And I think that people like the fun, crazy, zany Dorinda and forget about how cruel she can be. I think you are, I think you're totally right. I think alcohol lowers your inhibitions, but also kind of reveals yeah. who people are. And I think she has so much anger about the way her life is. If I was John Modesti and watching this week's episode, I'd be like, cool. So why are we dating still? Because yeah. she's essentially outright saying she's transferred. She's trying to focus her social media presence on 
being angry at Bethany and being angry at Luann. And I think that's a little bit to try to avoid the fact that she had a very serious conversation about the fact that I've been dating someone for five years that started seven or eight months after my husband died. And I've outgrown this relationship and I don't know who I am now right. because I've been with him. And I wonder if being single would reveal more of who I am going to be from this moment forward. But I'm also scared of being alone. I'm scared of my life. Right. I miss my dead husband. I wish he was here. I miss our life in a way that's to me a lot more tragic than Sonia, because I think Sonia misses the environment and the lifestyle. Yes. And I think Dorinda with every part of her soul misses her one true love. Yes. And I think that's different. I a hundred percent agree with you on all of that. And, and yeah. And I think that Dorinda manages to live in the present while missing her husband. 100%. Whereas Sonia's living in this sort of idea of the past in a sort of Blanche Dubois way that is very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. And and yeah, and I think that Dorinda is right that Sonia needs to get over it already. But I mean Baby step. She's getting rid of that townhouse. She's for thirty k a month, allegedly. I know, or maybe a dollar. I mean, I mean, that's a good chunk of change. <laughs> it is. It's if someone's gonna pay for like the chipped everything and the cold oh God, water, who house. doesn't love a refreshing shower? Maybe pickles will come back and like help or something. I don't know. It's I. I can't imagine her getting more than ten. I have no experience in real estate. Some paging Frederick. He's available. I'm sure he's been off with bethany's been canceled like i i don't know i i don't know how she's gonna make this happen but she'll try to sex her way to the top i mean like what i i don't know i don't know who's gonna rent it i don't know i'm glad that she's now understanding that she cannot she cannot actually become gray gardens yeah like and i think I that's think great that but I, I don't know how this is gonna work out I mean i i also feel like if she can scrape together enough money to read fix up the house and get like $30,000 a month for it. Yeah. Like that and the show will provide her with a nice income and you know, she doesn't need to live in that big townhouse. And hopefully once she like gets out of living in that past and the daughter's gone and she can kind of move on a little bit, she'll, you know, it's like a few steps away. She'll start making leaps and bounds. I hope for Sonya T. Morgan, but I also don't want her to learn and grow and mature because I love writing about her. Oh my God. So much. She's your favorite floozy. Oh my God. I adore Sonya Morgan. I just like just watching her do anything I find is hilarious. And yeah. And you know, I'll defend her because I mean, like I get all that's wrong with her and I get how awful she is, but She's so good. Who do you think is more cutting at their worst, Ramona or Dorinda? Um, or Bethany? I think Bethany or Dorinda. Yeah, like actual and, Oh, my God. Now we're going to talk about that because we ate so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Are you team Bethany? Tell am I me. team Bethany? I don't know. I find Bethany to be highly unlikable and completely unaware of how unlikable she is but i will say she is legitimately doing god's work in puerto rico and like we have never seen a housewife step up to this magnitude like she has and that is really making me ever and this that's really making me like her and that you know some people oh she's doing it for the cameras or whatever who cares like who cares why she's doing it someone's doing it our government isn't doing it she's doing it right like thank god bethany fucking frankel 
of all people is doing it. And so, like, good. I'm glad it's getting done. And so, yeah, that's making me like her a little bit more. But I think that she – so she was on the show, and she was kind of like the poor one. She was kind of the underdog. And so she would be, like, snarky and kind of mean to everybody and whatever, and everyone loved her for it. And she went away. She made all that money. She had her own show, whatever. And she came back, and she was the same way. But she came back as the alpha, like as this rich woman who all the other women were trying to impress. And so instead of punching up, she was now punching down. And I don't think that she recognizes that. And I think that made her very unlikable. And so that she's just the same Bethany as she's always been. But the the direction of it has sort of changed in a way that I don't think she ever really compensated for. I feel like she, I think you're so right about everything. And I also was an original like OG Bethany diehard. Like I've seen every episode of Bethany getting married, Bethany ever after. And I have loved her since the first season, you know, when she and Jill were going at it season three, I was a hundred percent team Bethany all the way. Yes. And now it's like when she came back, it, there was such a disconnect between definitely how she saw herself, how everyone else yes. in the cast saw her, and then how the audience saw her. And I was like, well, Bethany just doesn't live here anymore. This is a no. totally new person. And it can't be blamed on money. I think it's money. I think it's fame. I think it's success. I am willing to give her 100% some allowances because of the divorce. But I, yes. don't, I don't think... I don't think it's entirely that. Thank you. Yeah, no. And I also don't think that I don't think the divorce is entirely her fault. I mean, like I I think that there's some shit there. I think that all of the pressure that she and Jason had on each other to be happily ever after and then working on skinny girl together there were so many moves that she made where she was like you have to be a part of this with me you have to and then when it blows up and she's like well he wanted too much and it was like sweetie like we have the tapes of him saying i don't know if this is a good fit and she's like no you need to be the guy i like need you there right and then she comes back after the failed tv show she's gotten some bumps in the road she's gotten some hits and it just she just felt so she felt like the countess that she used to make fun of. Yes. And absolutely 100%. Yeah, and then she's back and then like her first season back it was like, "Oh, I'm here, but I'm not really here cuz I'm so busy and oh, I'll show up for a little bit of this, but not that." And it's like, "Girl, either be on the show or don't be on the show." 100%. And yeah, and you know, it's like you can't just show up for the things that you want to show up for. And then she was like hawking skinny girl all the time, which I get that's why you're on the show. But then it became so unsavory. And I feel like now she's at a good point. Good, good point, especially because maybe this because I'm team Sonia Morgan, but she's trying to understand people's sides more. And um, she, something has changed. Something has changed within her. <laughs> Something is not the same. Um, I think something has changed this season, and and I'm ready. Maybe it's just the halo effect of the charity work. But, yeah, yeah, she seems, like, more understanding and, like, Bethany, but listening to people in a way that um, she hasn't the past few seasons. And so I'm interested for that. Maybe it's because the Jason stuff is finally behind her. I don't know. But I think that the real storyline to watch this season is the Bethany Carroll storyline. Please, because that's exactly where I was going with this. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Because I am so confused. I think that um, Bethany says, you know, Carol has more in common with Tinsley because they're not married and they're single and whatever, and they have friends in common and whatever. And so I see how there's that natural progression from 
Bethany to Tinsley. And I also can see how it's it would always be the Bethany show when you're with Bethany. And um and I can see how that would start to grade on Carol where it's like you know, you're always doing what Bethany wants to do. You're always talking about Bethany, like dealing with Bethany's shit, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I don't know where I stand in this fight. Like, I think that it's it's a very precarious place, but I am very interested to see how it plays out. I also wonder how much of it is going to play out in real time versus on the show, because Bethany is doing things legit to be passive aggressive. Like she's saying Carol wouldn't be good for Puerto Rico. Cause she'd be too concerned with what she's wearing. And it's like, yeah, but Carol worked at NBC news as a journalist and was in war zone. So right. isn't Carol the, and doesn't have an issue that you know of having been a cast member on the show for several years, revolving around drinking, revolving right. around drinking. So like, why wouldn't you invite Carol and saying, that you know tinsley stepped up to the bat with donations and um ramona did and then not mentioning carol did as well and carol saying i showed up to your birthday with three hundred dollars worth of roses which p.s who's spending three hundred dollars worth of roses that's completely insane <laughs> well and then there's this whole thing with adam and bethany yes. says that you know Ad- she invited adam to come be a photographer for her and he asked how much it paid and she said it didn't and then he said he couldn't and you know i mean And she's like, oh, Adam's an operator. And like, yeah, that might be the case. But also, you know, I couldn't go for a week with you to Houston and work for free and not be able to do any of the work I would get paid to do anyway, you know, and lose that money. And, you know, and I'm in a pretty good place in my life, but I couldn't just pack up and at a moment's notice and and go do a week of photography for that. So, like, I, I don't quite understand that ask of it i feel like and yeah bethany doesn't think that carol was a good enough friend and carol's like cool when does our friendship begin because there's a give and a take here and you're not giving me anything but you're taking everything and i think maybe adam was like a step too far i mean i don't know i mean it's it's all kind of strange to me and i'm hoping that more happens as the season goes on i'm hoping it's not all like behind the scenes carol seems relatively interested in calling out the bullshit like on the blogs and online bethany is less interested in playing the game and i wonder if she has it's because she has whiplash because of jill versus she doesn't just want to she just doesn't want to participate in this and if she feels like she's getting some positives she doesn't want to you know get a a reaction of fans that's against her i don't know well i do think it's interesting that carol has finally come to play yeah who knew that it would take losing her friendship with bethany in order for carol to become carol yeah thank god she did and i do like that carol was kind of the voice of reason and she she's the the you know, for us, the kind of way into the series and whatever. And yeah, now I think she's ready to throw down with Bethany. And that seems to me like she feels like Bethany has done something for her to defend. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it, it does. Like, yeah, like she feels really put upon in some way by Bethany that we have yet to see exactly how or why that is but yeah well i can't wait for it to play out um this has been so magical brian moylan i have one I... more question before we finish oh my god it's a new York question yeah yeah and guys stay tuned for the after show on tv party because we're gonna get more quality time with brian i mean you get to see our fun faces i'm a little i'm like a little shiny today so i apologize oh i've been oh. moving all day yeah, so i'm sorry and it's rainy um okay do you think tell me everything jill zaren should come back <gasps> oh my god brian moylan Oh, my God. 
I just touched Brian Whalen, by the way, guys. Don't be jelly. Um, <laughs> yes. Really? A hundred percent. Okay. I think she's ready. Yeah. Like, Do you think New York is ready? I think that would fuck up so much shit in a great way. And the only way to really, really recast Tinsley's like nothing. Like the only way to recast is to bring back an OG specific to New York. Ramona would have a spasm. Ramona would be like scary eyes every moment. She wouldn't know what to do because they have a real actual competitive, like weird friendly friendship. Sonia would be confused. Lou, Lou would love it. I think that Bethany would love it and has been intimating on shows that if anyone were to come back, it should be Jill, which is shocking. Shocking. Even when they were recording at the funeral, they weren't, Bethany wasn't really into it and was making well, like snide comments. I couldn't believe that there was that page because I followed, I mean, I say I don't follow the gossip, but I follow the Jill Zarin gossip oh, because I'm obsessed too. with her. And it was like weeks after the funeral and she posted that thing in page six about like Jill's tired of being dicked around by Bravo. You know what I mean? It's like, girl, the body is still warm and you're like trying to get back on the show. The fact that they filmed at the fuck and that Bethany dropped off skinny girl wine or something at the Shiva. Like, and the fact that Bethany's in a place now where she's like, I need a friend and she's looking around. She's thinking, you know what? Jill wants this so bad that I bet she would be a quote unquote true friend to me. Yeah. And how crazy is it? It's, it's like if Brandy came back and like bowed down to LVP, but it's not actually really that. But right. it's kind of amazing. And we have Bethany and Carol's fight to thank for that because I think Bethany would have too much power otherwise, but she needs an ally and, and Jill wants back on the show. So it's a win for both of them. Jill has literally said on social media, I'm looking for things to do. I think it would be great. And I think they'll bring her back maybe temporarily as a friend of, I, don't I mean, know. I think they'll that's... go from cameo to friend of to full time. I don't think they'll necessarily bring her back full time next season. No. It would take someone else being fired. And I don't know who that person would be. I, I think friend of, I think the Camille grammar role is the best role for Jill in that. Like she can be around a little bit and get the fan, you know, support and Oh, yes. Jill, I love Jill, but not be too much in it. Like when she ruined it all for herself and went like full on crazy at Bethany thinking it would be good TV and like ruined it. Um, yeah, I think that a friend of is a good way to go, but I'm afraid of bringing her back full time. I think it might be too much because you think that she's like too desperate for it. What do you think? I think she's a little too desperate for it. And I think that she is, difficult to work with and i think that that's what really did her in is that the producers were like we can't handle jill anymore and and so when they were looking for people to get rid of it's like you know get rid of the one that annoys you the most which andy has referenced yeah totally 100 percent. and like all of his books and everything else i mean she would call him like every moment of the day yeah exactly and so yeah, and then remember she was on. She came back on Watch What Happens Live, and then there was that whole thing about how she taped it so that she could play it back, and they cut stuff out, and it just got like crazy. And she would call Watch What Happens Live if there were polls that were done about her, and she felt like they were ineffective, or she made them recap, recount polls that are done in real time on Watch What Happens Live because she felt like they weren't real. Yeah, like she's not. No, I, and 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 she's like. The day Andy Cohen fired her, he ruined her life. And that's why I'm obsessed with her. And that's why I write about her so much is because, like, this is it. Like, this is everything to Jill. Have you heard from Jill specifically? Because she does feature in 
all of your New York recaps? Yeah, she she comes in at the end, and we have a little moment. Some people love it, some people hate it. I like I, the kidnapping stuff. The kidnapping arc, I was one hundred percent into. Yeah, and like she used to be like a spy, and like and it was all just like trying to get back. Like she would do anything to get back on the Real Housewives, and it's so like the first time I did it, she was doing this whole thing, and then like the end game was that she kidnapped Andy, and she was and she had kidnapped all the other housewives, and she was like. I I'm gonna kill you all unless you put me back on the show, and uh, you know that was kind of my like ridiculous Jill Zarin thing. But now it, this year it's a little bit different. We're going like in a Bobby direction, and she's kind of yes. like you know like more like knowing being with Bobby and knowing that he's sick and missing him and like yes. that being more important to her than the show. But so has she reached out to you at all? Do you think that she must be aware of it? I know she's reading everything. Oh, totally. She has every single Google alert on everything she can get. And so the first like season or two I did it, she like reached out to me like on Twitter or something and we talked on the phone and she was like Oh, thank you for keeping me relevant. Thank you, you know, <laughs> for still talking know. about me, like whatever. Little did she know. And I was like, okay, Jill, I'm happy to, you know, whatever. And then somebody told me she was on Brandy Glanville's podcast talking shit about like Bravo makes stuff or uh, Vulture makes stuff up about me and I'm going to sue them for defamation and like blah, 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 what? blah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know what to think, but. Oh, my God. Well, can you imagine if she comes back on and then you're, like, recapping her in real time? Like, that would be... Oh, my God. Well, she was on last year, and it was, like, uh, I almost, like, it almost broke the internet. It was almost as bad as when I had to recap the episodes that I was on with Erica. Oh, my God. Which were phenomenal, by the way. Thank you. And we still have the... Oh, I was about to say we still have the funeral to look forward to, but that sounds slightly terrible. Yeah, but... We still have the funeral to look forward to, which is slightly terrible, but also factually correct. Well, and I mean... And them almost dying in Columbia. Yeah. Oh my God. This the boat. Is, yeah, girl, we haven't even gotten to We're not even the arrest and rehab yet. It's like um, this. Honestly, New York is the season of New York is one of the best seasons of any franchise in Real Housewives history. Bar and none. we haven't even seen it yet. We haven't even seen it. But, Literally, I. It's like every week I'm like, how many times can I watch this and still be like a relatively healthy mental health human being? Like I just can't get enough. There are some people that watch some housewife shows, but not others, which I mean I think is ridiculous. Even though I don't watch Potomac, but whatever. <gasps> You should um, watch Potomac. I know. I I think I I think I've I've finally gotten it. But just skip season one. J- just start start season, season two. two. Yeah. But so I've been telling people who are like Beverly Hills Atlanta people, like <gasps> if you want to start New York, like now, now is, is the, the time. time. Like, girl, I'm telling you, get in now. And there's a Berkshire's thing where some there's guy a, pops oh. out. It's a murder mystery, another Roaring Twenties theme. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I literally cannot wait. So you're going to have to fly back from London. Yeah, you know. I watch mean, it every week. Amen. And be like, hey, I'm taking the red eye back to watch Housewives. <laughs> um, this has been such a total pleasure. So, guys, head over to tv party um the tv party app to watch uh exclusive video content tell me how pretty i am tell brian how amazing and handsome he is um feel a little shiny um guys such a pleasure thank you so much this oh is my been, god like, it's a real so joy this i love so talking housewives with somebody who is as knowledgeable and invested as myself so thank you can i be the executive secretary of the raw housewives institute i feel can I be like a paralegal i feel like you should be like um 
vice president <gasps> of drinking fountain maintenance at the Real Housewives Institute. I think that could be your official title. You guys, I'm the vice president of drinking fountain maintenance at the Real Housewives Institute, and now I can die. So I can't wait to get on that plane in a couple <laughs> weeks and read your book. Um, guys, everybody read a copy of um, Pretty Mess if you haven't already, but I assume you have because everyone in the universe has a copy. I think you should. Yeah, you um, definitely should. I think you should do it. And I look forward to um, many more amazing moments with you online and off. Um, Brian Moylan, such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And that Andy's Girls, our own little cup to hole. Yeah. That's what this was. Amazing. Okay, bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.